Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in chapter 65 of Isaiah. It's the next to the last book or of the chapter of the book and we'll be wrapping up with Isaiah here in just a bit. Before we get started, let's open with a word of prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this day. I thank you for providing for us and watching over us. I'm grateful for all that you've done. You've blessed us. You've guided us. You've spoken to us throughout this this reading of this book for the last 60 days. And I'm grateful for all that you've done. For the insights you've provided. For the love that you've shown. And I thank you that our hearts and our spirits are growing closer to you. And I just pray that you would speak to us in your through your words, through this book. And I just pray that we would listen and apply. I lift up our president, our country, and I just pray, Father, for you to give them guidance. I pray for you to watch over our land. And I just pray for our leaders in Congress and the White House and all of our state officials too. I just pray that there would be healing, that their minds would be cleared, that any of the forces that are working against us and against you or against your will would be put down and removed. And I pray for people's hearts and minds to be open and touched by you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So here in 65, it's uh, titled, the beginning of it is titled, Judgment and Salvation. So we've always, we've been going through the, the book, and it's great how they always have various uh, themes throughout the, the sections. And uh, so as I've been reading this, it's really been evident that God is talking about the end days. And so here in 65 is just another example of it, because we're then going to, besides for looking at the judgment and salvation, um, portion where they're going to look at the new earth. So anyways, I didn't, I never really realized how it's kind of dumb statement. Isaiah is a prophet. And then to say how prophetic Isaiah, the book of Isaiah was, but it really does talk a lot about the time after Jesus and the end times revelation and whatnot. So pretty amazing book. Anyways, verse one. I, re- I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. To a nation that did not call, out, call on my name, I said, Here am I. Here am I. All day long I have held up my hands to an obstinate people who walk in, in ways that not good, pursuing their own imaginations, a people who continually provoke me to my very face, offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense on altars of brick, who sit among the graves and spend their nights keeping secret vigil, who eat the flesh of pigs and whose pots hold broth of impure meat, who say, keep away, don't come near me, for I am too scared for you. Such people are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that keeps burning all day. See, it stands written before me, I will not keep silent, but will pay back in full. I will pay it back into their laps, both your sins and the sins of your ancestors, says the Lord. Because they burned sacrifices on the mountains and defied me on the hills, I will measure into their laps the full payment for their former deeds. 
This is what the Lord says. As when juice is still found in a cluster of grapes, and people say, Don't destroy it, there is still a blessing in it. So will I do in behalf of my servants. I will not destroy them all. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah, those who will possess my mountains. My chosen people will inherit them, and there will be, and there will my servants live. Sharon will become a pasture for flocks, and the valley of Acre a resting place for herds, for my people who seek me. But as for you who forsake the Lord and forget my holy mountain, who spread a table for fortune and fill bowls of mixed wine for destiny, I will destine you for the sword, and all of you will fall in the slaughter. For I called, but you did not answer. I spoke, but you did not listen. You did evil in my sight, and you chose what displeases me. So, really at this point, God's saying, hey, I, I showed myself to everyone, even those who didn't want or ask for me to. And I made myself known, and yet people continued to ignore him. They fled from him. They turned away from him. They chose to continue to do their evil deeds. So then, there's a consequence. There's a consequence for those who ignored him and turned away, even though he made himself known and gave his son as his sacrifice so that they could be holy and commune in spirit with him. They turned away from him. And so the result is, there are consequences. And this is what the consequences will be and can be at the, end of the, at the end days. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. My servants will eat, but you will go hungry. My servants will drink, but you will go thirsty. My servants will rejoice, but you will be put to shame. My servants will sing out of the joy of their hearts, but you will cry out from anguish of heart and wail in brokenness of spirit. You will leave your name for my chosen ones to use in their curses. The sovereign Lord will put you to death, but to his servants he will give another name. Whoever invokes a blessing in the land will do so by the one true God. Whoever takes an oath in the land will swear by the one true God. For the past troubles will be forgotten and hidden from my eyes. Verse 17, New Heavens and a New Earth See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and to take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere child. The one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them, or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long, will long enjoy the work of their hands. So when we talk about... I mean, throughout Isaiah, we've seen where people are 
basically kicked out of their houses. Their the work from their own hands. The, their vineyards are plundered. Their uh, grain storage storehouses are plundered. Their homes are taken from them. And this is the example of at the end when God reestablishes the earth and the heavens that this is what will be there for the individuals. They will no longer labor in vain. The ungodly, the unjust, the evil will not be able to take them and take advantage of them. People will not be dying at one day old. No babies will die. But it's interesting that there will still be those relationships, that there will still be husband and wife. There will still be babies getting made. So kind of cool. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. So, a much different environment, and a a place of peace for people to, to dwell and live at the end of the tribulations. So, God gives people a chance. He shows his son. He shows himself to them. They continue down their path. And at the end, it will be them who seek, you know, reap the, the consequences for not loving God and turning from their sin. Because if they did turn from their sin, you see the, the blessings that would be there. So, anyways, I hope this was interesting for you. I hope it was important for you. And I'm just going to close up in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your love. I just pray, Father, for you to work with us, guide us. If there's something we're missing in these words, in your message, I pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to it, open our spirits, and that we would understand more fully. I pray, Father, that we would continue to walk down the path of loving you with all our heart, our soul, and our mind, and loving our neighbors as ourselves. And I just thank you for opening my heart, and I pray all of our hearts would be opened, and that your love would manifest from us to others, to our neighbors. And again, I just lift up our leaders and pray for them. I pray for wisdom, because it's a really tough time right now. There's a lot of issues going on. I just pray for your mercies upon all the people that are hurting, friends and family who are unemployed and are scared about how they're going to take care of themselves or their families. It's very challenging. It's very scary for people. And I just pray for you to comfort all the people who are, who are suffering. And I pray for Ukraine and Russia. And I pray that you would watch over them, that you would take care of the people and that the leader's eyes would be open and the wisdom that you have would be, sh- would be made evident and that they would walk down the path that you lay out for all. 
I thank you, Father. I praise you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God.